Storm Bowling Products. The Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Mark Scroggins. Mark is a head bowling coach at West Texas A&M University. Mark, it's Tim Berg and Coach Casey of Clemkin here. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate it. All right, well, West Texas A&M University, taking a look at your tournament so far that you guys have bowled. I'm seeing a 12th place in a Tier 1, and then a 1st, a 1st, a 3rd, a 3rd, and a 7th in the Tier 2s. That's a pretty solid tournament uh, start for you guys. What can you say you would attribute some of that success to? Uh, Mainly... uh you know, going practicing every day and, and work on our games, but uh, we definitely had a really good recruiting uh, uh, season this last uh, uh, summer. So uh, I got some new talent in, and uh, they're really making a difference on my team uh, this year. So you talk about, you know, as far as uh, uh, coaching and practices and stuff like that, what's the practice look like for you guys? What do you guys just get done doing? Well, what uh, what we did today was just kind of worked on on one on ones. We did a lot of one on ones and worked on what we asked the players what they felt like their you know what their weakness in the game is and what we could improve mm-hmm. improve on. Um, like whether it's swing plane or uh, speed, you know, ball speed control or uh, launch mm-hmm. angles or whatever. And so we do that about once a month. Do just go through each individual person and just kind of see how they're uh, progressing in their game and seeing what they can work on to improve their game. Yeah, Mark. So what? Um, what, what was there a common thread in this practice? What uh, a lot of the, the uh, guys were looking to improve. Uh, mainly it was, uh, uh, speed control. You know, a lot of people have a lot of problems, uh, uh, controlling their speed, whether it be fast or slow and doing it on a consistent basis. And especially with guys with higher rev rates, you know, usually, you know, they just want to throw it through the back of the pin deck. And so (laughs) it's a lot harder for them to realize how slower they can go, especially I put out a 47 foot pattern today. And so they had to slow it down and still get a good reaction, you know, and maintain that speed so they can get a consistent reaction. Are you able to relate maybe some of the different uh, tips and techniques that you use to control your speed as well to, to suggest to them? Or are they all, are they all different, you know, in terms of like field players versus some are more kind of mechanical types of players? Well, and that's the problem I run into because personally I'm more of a field player and a lot of my players are more mechanical. And so uh, I do try to translate a lot of the stuff that I do personally to try to, uh, you know, slow myself down or speed myself up. And mechanical bowlers have a hard time figuring it out, or not a hard time, but it just takes them a little longer to figure it out where it fits into their game, where they can feel like uh, they can do it on a consistent basis, whether it be, you know, lowering their uh, ball uh, in their stance a little bit or shortening their backswing or compacting their backswing uh, or mm. scooting up on the approach, stuff like that. Uh, but it is, it takes them a little mechanical bowlers. It takes them a little bit longer to you know 
get that feel of slowing it down on a consistent basis. And so then the opposite of speeding, speeding some of the guys up, how, how, what's your tip for that for folks? Of course, scooting back on the approach is the one thing I do. And um, I'm a five-step five step bowler, so what I do is I lengthen my first, uh, first step, where, or not really lengthen it. I just kind of push out the ball a little quicker so I feel like I'm chasing the ball all, all through my approach. So that's how I can pick up my ball speed, and so I try to incorporate that into the uh, my especially mechanical bowlers. I said, just get it into uh, into the swing a lot earlier, and that way you're just kind of chasing the ball to the line, and that will increase your ball speed without really uh, having to do much else. Now this is the uh, the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast, so we'll talk a little bit more about college bowling. But I gotta I gotta jump right in and congratulate you on your your victory out there in vegas at that south point senior shootout oh that thank was, you uh, <laughs> a terrific win and, uh, and and it reminded me as well too because if i recall um some of the tournament was was played maybe it was a greater portion maybe you can talk about that a little bit where you would actually bowl one lane uh, on a pair where one lane is oiled much longer than the other so you actually had to alternate frames didn't you having to play two different lines and different speeds and maybe even different balls and that stuff Correct. Yeah. Uh, and and first of all, I want to thank Ron Moore and his staff for running an excellent tournament. I mean, if you're over 50 and and you're not bowling that tournament, there, I mean, you need to be bowling that tournament. That That is a awesome tournament. And all the sponsors, Storm and, and Logo Infusion and all of them, they're just great sponsors. And so I, I just want to thank Ron for doing such a great job on running that tournament. It was a, a well-ran tournament. Uh, but yes, that is correct. Um, uh, on the right lane during the on Friday tournament, uh, the matches were uh, best three out of five, and the right lane was oiled thirty-two feet, and the uh, left lane was oiled forty, I think forty-seven feet. So yeah, wow. uh, um, and huge difference. A huge difference. So and. That's why uh, that's why we we're kind of working on ball speeds today because or this last couple of weeks because I said you know if you don't know how to change your ball speed or manipulate your ball speed on a consistent basis, there's no way you could ever win a tournament like that because uh, you know you could put a you know a dull surface ball in your hand on the left lane and then a shiny ball on the right lane, but if you still couldn't slow your down uh, you you know your ball speed down on the left lane uh, just enough you're going to throw it right through your break point on the long old lane and then if you're too slow on the you know on the short pattern then all of a sudden you're going through the face so uh yeah it, it was a, a a challenging uh tournament uh it's, it's fun uh, this, this was the second year i bowled that tournament and the first year uh i didn't know really know what to expect and i was just kind of um i kind just kind of lost the whole tournament couldn't figure out where to play or what to do and so then coming into this tournament or this year uh, I knew exactly what I wanted to do and even though I, I didn't get pick up a ball for a month and a half uh, hadn't practiced uh, I was having a foot issue um, I had uh, hyper extended a couple of tendons in my foot so I wasn't uh, tournament ready per se physical wise but mentally i knew exactly what i wanted to do <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> well 
Well, yeah, let's head, let's hit on that a little bit, the mental game for both yourself as a bowler and then how you're able to pass along those experiences mentally to your team. Because like you said, you hadn't picked up a ball physically and, and thrown one in so long, but mentally you knew where you wanted to be. And, and sometimes that's better than you know, throwing 100 games in three weeks just to get ready for a tournament. That's exactly right. And that's why I tried to tell my players, I said, you don't need to come out here and practice for uh, an hour and a half. I said, you need to come out and just practice for about 20 minutes, accomplish what you wanted to accomplish. And then the rest of the time, just kind of focus on, on you know, even if, if you need to close your eyes and meditate on, on your ball going through your pen, you know, going through the pen, striking or drawing a line of how you want your bowling ball to go down the lanes, uh, you know, what arrow you're crossing over, what break point, you know, it's just, you know, getting mentally prepared for a tournament is just as important uh, as getting ready for it physically. I feel like what, uh, what, what do you think uh, as far as uh players who are coming out of high school that, you know, they're preparing and, and trying to get ready for college bowling. What, what do you think that they're um, really need to focus on? Uh, maybe something that you're not aware of as a, as a high school or younger player that uh, you kind of find yourself maybe r- repeating the same kind of story over and over each year. What do they, what are they, uh, what, are they what kind of a commonality to see there? Yeah, that's a great question because I see it all the time. Young players coming out of high school bowling, they need to do two things work on their spare game, get a spare game in place by the time they get to college, because if they do, they're way ahead of the game. And then another thing is bowl on as many sports shots as you can. Because I know in state Texas, um, all they bowl on, on like state finals and state regionals uh, or even mm-hmm. state comp- or uh, high school competitions, um, they just bowl on house shots. So I encourage all the high school players I see, I said, you go get join a, a sport league, something, you know, just so you can get accustomed to bowling on tougher patterns. And Mark, regarding recruiting, then when you're looking at players, will you, um, will you bring them in or will you look at a guy who might average, you know, their average might not be where some of the other ones are, but you know, they've been bowling on more challenging conditions and might be a little bit more uh, versatile when it comes to their game. Oh yeah. Um, in fact, I I would much rather have a, a person that's not averaging very high, but have experience uh, either bowling on sports shots or or been bowling in tournaments with sports shots and stuff like that. So then that way, you know, mentally they're way ahead of everyone just because they've they've already used to seeing uh, a lot tougher conditions and stuff. Yeah. So what are your uh... Tell us a little bit about your uh, performances, uh, you know, for the team looking to off to a good start here uh, uh, for several tournaments. And, and what are your plans here and, and goals throughout the remainder of the season? Well, we're uh, we're getting ready to go bowl Vegas that is coming up in uh, December uh, 17th through the 21st. We'll be bowling um, the long uh, the Las Vegas Invitational on the 17th, 18th, and then the Collegiate Shootout on 19th and 20th. And uh, the LVI is at the uh, South Point, and the shootout will be at Gold Coast. So the South Point, we I kind of have an idea, you know, how that place plays. But uh, the Gold Coast, they just recently moved it from the the Orleans to the Gold Coast. And believe it or not, I've I've never bowled at the Gold Coast, and so oh, I, really? you know, it's <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, it's something that we're kind of we're not 
really aware of what's what's going to happen there. So we're kind of, uh, in fact, we're talking about bowling balls and what bowling balls to take and stuff. And and I said, well, you know, not bowling at Gold Coast. I said, let's just be prepared and try to take a wide variety of stuff. So. Mark, I'm curious as to your perspective as to what sort of characteristics we're starting to see now at South Point with that install. I mean, it seems like it was just yesterday, but gosh, it's been, you know what, five, six years already we've had those lanes. So what are you seeing out there? Because hint, hint, uh, the men are going to be coming out there for the USBC Open Championships. Well, I think um, the low end, at least on the left side for me, uh, plays tighter than than the higher end. No matter what they've put out, I just seem it just seems to be a little tighter all across the board on uh, the low end, mm. and so. I, I, but I I feel like uh, going from um, pair to pair is getting more consistent. I feel like uh, I know the first time I bowled on it, it just seemed like going from pair to pair is especially from side to side. I think once they're starting to settle in now, they're getting a more consistency uh going across the pairs now. How much do you so you believe in uh, in topography then? I know that sometimes that was maybe a bit of a debate a few years ago and stuff and uh as far as just Personally, I believe in house, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cuz uh I did get yeah. the read uh, I printed out the the readout and or you know the printout that they they had on USB-C and stuff and I printed it out and I still use it. I still look at it and before each tournament and stuff. So even for the college kids, I look at it and say, well, and personally I do believe in topography, uh but now I think they're starting to settle in uh really well, so they're getting a more of a consistent feel. Uh, at least from side to side, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And you you mentioned mm-hmm. um, you mentioned you're going to be heading out there with your arsenal to Vegas, and it's the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast. So, what has been working well for the teams this year that you guys have had those great finishes that we alluded to earlier? Uh, uh, we we like the uh, um, the Sherlock, you know, bigger block per, or bigger bigger block solids. Uh, of course, the IQ tour. I don't go anything. You know, I, I make sure all my kids have an IQ tour in their hand. And then, uh, but the big, bigger block solids seems like are are working uh, better, like a Sherlock. Um, and uh, and of course, we can throw Roto too. So we, we've we've uh, been doing the uh, uh, halos too. So, hey, final question. Um, then I've got for you, and maybe it's just a you know, kind of relating to the uh, maybe a little bit of the nostalgia or some of the uh, the rich history of the of the program. But, you know, Jack Jurek is a, is a graduate from there. And you got Mark McDowell, just some great uh-huh. uh, ambassadors and great PBA champions, just tremendous people. What what should, uh, you know, besides that, too, what should uh, somebody else consider as a, a good, strong reason why they should consider West Texas A&M when they're trying to find a uh, a bowling program in some place uh, to to go get their degree and and to go learn and improve on their bowling game. Well, and that is that is true. We've uh, you know we've had a, a program around since 1976, and uh, personally, I've I've been uh, the full time coach here since '09, and but I've been a volunteer coach since '99. So for 10 years, I volunteered, and NWT hired me for the last 10 years. So, uh, But uh, we do have lanes on campus, which makes it nice. And they just uh, the school had just put in uh, about 150000 in it, and we're upgrading the lanes and, and the scoring. And, and uh, of course, we have GSX machines, too. 
And but the main thing is is that WT offers such a wide variety of majors that anyone that's looking to do pretty much anything uh, we we have, especially if it's towards agriculture or like pre-vet or anything like that. And since we're mm-hmm. associated with the A&M system, uh, we're kind of a gateway for like pre-med or pre-vet uh, to be able to get into Texas A&M a lot easier. And also, mm-hmm. one thing is, is, our main thing is WT does not have out-of-state tuition. So we, what are, if you're from out of state, you still pay the that's same big. amount. Yeah. As, yes, yes, yeah. That's huge, actually. A huge savings for kids, uh, especially mm. you know, uh, kids that are coming from the east. In fact, I just signed a girl from Maryland um, that uh, she just came to came to visit, and uh, she she came from Maryland, and she couldn't she couldn't go to school cheaper in Maryland than what she could come to WT yet. So she, she decided to come to WT already for next fall. Mm. Well, great stuff. Mark Scroggins. Thanks for joining us. Head coach of the men and women's out there at West Texas A&M university in Canyon, Texas. Um, looks like a great area to be in. And that's the other thing. Your weather's pretty nice. I'm guessing in Texas this time of year. And it, it's oh, a little, yeah. it's little a, toasty it's in the, a, in the summer. But, today. <laughs> but um, oh, don't rub it in. So, 75. Yeah. <laughs> something you want to check out and you can get, you can get where you're at probably pretty much anywhere. Like you said, you, it's not, um, it's, it's pretty, you're not landlocked by anything and you can travel fairly quick this to your tournaments and stuff too. So, Oh yeah. 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 So great stuff, Mark. Thanks again for hopping on with us and all the best of luck uh, in Vegas. And then uh, with the second half of your tournament schedule there. All right. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.